Hi, and welcome back to season two of the Home in Place podcast. I am so excited to be here with you. We had a terrific 2018, and I am thrilled to be on this journalistic journey with you. I'm your host, Nicole Kane. Home in Place podcast was created to translate theory to practice and create cross-discipline conversations about aging and the importance of place. I speak with researchers and industry professionals who work at the intersection of people and the environment. We have an amazing season in store for you, and I am even doing quite a few on-location recordings. You can listen to season one on the website, homeandplacepodcast.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or really wherever you listen to podcasts. We're kicking off this season with a mini-episode. I invite you to listen in on this interview with Priya Sony of The Caregiving Effect. Priya is the founder and CEO of The Caregiving Effect, LLC, a platform and service launched to create space for adults who have cared for their family members due to aging, illness, and or disability. She has developed a mission to build a movement of mentors, caregiver visionaries, who are utilizing their stories as a tool to help the many who will or are walking the path of caregiving. As a coach and certified caregiving consultant, she aids adults in turning the unexpected role of being a caregiver into a role of a lifetime. The caregiving effect, a term she coined. Priya has earned a Bachelor of Science in Theater and Psychology from Townsend University and a Master of Arts in Disability Studies from City University of New York's School of Professional Studies. She has worked in a variety of settings, including working with women who have substance abuse, women who have been affected by domestic violence, and with children and adults with disabilities. One of her greatest passions is creating community. Reach out to Priya at priyasoni.net, P-R-I-Y-A-S-O-N-I.net, or on Instagram, or The Caregiving Effect LLC on Facebook. Hi, Priya. Thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So I wanted to just start in with your your history. What is your origin story? How did you how did you get into this field? Yeah, so I was uh, born into a family, two parents who were from India and migrated here, um, two different subcultures. Um, but uh, and then they met here and got married. My parents got married three months later. So my life was really built off of like the Indian culture and the American culture and sort of bridging those two things together. Um, and one of the things that sort of instilled in me was the power of story and the power of one's experience and how to um, and how to pass down those legacies of story um, to to basically build our own values and build our own sort of platforms in life. And I think that's how the caregiving effect was born, was just this um, need to be able to really hear the stories of family caregivers, who they were, where they came from, what they learned about their experience, their knowledge, their wisdom, um, the challenges, and all of that. And and in order to build as a tool to help others walk the path of caregiving, to know that they're not alone, to know that there's purpose from this experience. And the way I say purpose is, um, I, is the mentorship piece. That's part of my, that's part of my mission. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how it all sort of flowed into the work that I'm doing now. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about your path with caregiving? Sure. 
So my father, about, I think it was 2003, he started to develop a stiffness in his legs. And it was about a year and a half before he retired. And uh, we went to see a multitude of doctors, all that told us through testing uh, that everything was negative, normal, or inconclusive. So we couldn't figure out what he had. What we were armed with was that he had a neurological condition that would never be able to be diagnosed. And so it was 12 years of moving through this mystery illness. Uh, and the, the purpose um, that we got from this experience was monumental, but it was also an extremely challenging experience, one where I was a primary caregiver at times, I was a secondary caregiver and then a supplemental. So I just helped with some of the duties and things that my father um, had taken throughout his life that I just sort of took on to help out when he couldn't do it. I mean, the experience was built from everything from monitoring his breathing to how um, he was eating to making sure that, you know, he was comfortable to figuring out um, if he had the right bed to, you know, how he was going to sort of move from one place to another as the uh, illness progressed. It started with his stiffness in his legs, and then it moved with him using a walker. And after that, it moved to him um, using a power chair. And then the last few years of his life, um, he really just needed 24-7 care. Um, he was not able to balance on his own. He needed help with eating. Uh, he needed help with um, every sort of just active activity of daily living. Um, and so, uh, and then about three years ago, he, he passed away um, from this illness. And I think also aging played a role in it, but he was, he was a bit young um, to pass away, but he uh, lived a, a full life. And that's one thing that we can remain grateful in. Yeah. And I know it's, it's really hard as people become caregivers too, especially if they don't have a background in, in the medical field, which, which not many of us do. And so it's, you're kind of thrown into this situation of what do I do? Who do I ask? Who, what questions do I ask what person? And even those basic things like, where do I go is really, is really, really challenging. And I love what you're doing now. And so you are a certified caregiving consultant. So you help people navigate these systems right now. And, and if, if I have this right, you also help the caregivers take care of themselves too, because it's the, you know, if we're not able to take care of ourselves, then how can we provide our wholehearted experience for these people that we're caring for too? Yes. Self-care is huge. Uh, it is. And, and self-care is defined by the person and their personal experience, their culture. I mean, there's so many attributes to how one takes care of themselves. And so when I work with somebody, I'm very interested in understanding who they are, what's worked, um, and how I can help based off of their own personal and professional background. Um, and then we can design some sort of a, a program and, and an approach in how to be able to help somebody uh, emotionally, mentally, and physically, and spiritually, if they're open to that. Um, but yeah, as a certified caregiving consultant, I'm able to help people through different uh, modes, where whether it is somebody who really needs assistance with grief, they've just recently lost somebody, or they're currently caring for somebody and they're grieving as, as they're caring for someone because people can change and grief starts earlier than uh, before somebody uh, passes. 
a lot of the time, and um, or it could be somebody is balancing work, um, family, and caring for a loved one, and how does that actually all work together, and how can there be a plan, a sustainable plan to move throughout time where somebody can feel like they are um, – you know, enough through the experience that they're doing okay and that there's a checklist and a check for understanding for themselves in order to make sure that they are really, um, uh, really moving through life in, in some sort of a um, sustainable fashion. Um, it can be, you know, how do I sort of take care of myself and my health? What are some healthy ways and what are some mindful practices that I can sort of take on to build a world that is full of some stillness versus a lot of the noise that I feel around me. So there are many different reasons why somebody comes to me. Um, and I'm always open to talking to somebody. I do a 30 minute free consultation just to get an idea if it's sort of the right fit with me and the other person, but I'm grateful for all the people that I have met. And it has been one that has been really full of purpose. Um, you know, having the opportunity to have cared for my father for 12 years and then to be able to build something from that has been um, something that has been really instrumental in my life and, and one that I would have never anticipated or expected, but such is the field of caregiving. Yes, yes. And speaking of that, can you talk a little about your mentorship program? Sure. So when I was thinking about the caregiving effect and what it was that I wanted to build as a mission and as a vision, I started to uh, think about the the contributions that we all have as family caregivers. I always say that we're walking knowledge, and there's just this responsibility that we have to help others. I believe in a collective, and that's one thing I should say. Um, and I, wh- where I, when I was coming and thinking about um, this mission and vision, I was thinking, you know, how can we sort of bring this more as a collective? How can we hear our stories more? How can we help each other more? And so with the caregiving effect, I start to recognize how we were already talking about things, like how people through loss and caregiving were talking about their experiences. And it was in these sort of small, siloed, private spaces, which are important to have um, and really integral to one's growth and experience. But I remember thinking, how do we sort of share our voices so it can reach a larger audience? And so I decided to do a qualitative uh, tour of sorts. I went around and I spoke to different caregivers, people who'd been through loss, and I asked them questions. I asked them what they had been through, how I could help, what advice they would give, uh, what is, uh, what are several things that they have learned, what are the things that were challenging, what are the things that felt as successes, how could they feel um, more enough through the experience. And based on all of that sort of research and, and data, I, I built the caregiving effect because in those moments, what we were recognizing, uh, uh, me as well as the other person I was speaking to, was that we were mentors to each other and we walked away from that experience um, with even more knowledge and even more insight into our experience and sort of this weight that has been lifted off. And it was just, completely and utterly healing. So I thought, well, let me just create this platform specifically off of, I remember one experience I had with a young woman and we talked about the loss of her father. 
And I, and I said, you know, just tell me about you in the story. And she just, you know, had a few tears and said, wow, nobody's ever asked me that question before. And I thought, well, I'm going to create an experience, a platform, a service that is going to ask uh, that question, that is going to focus on the caregiver experience, that's going to focus on the turning points, the insight, the knowledge, the difficult experience, all of that, and build a mentor program. So from those experiences of learning about ourselves, learning about our caregiving story, we can actually understand how our life has set ourselves up to be uh, somebody who can take on a role of helping somebody else who's gone through a similar experience. And that's what my program does, is that we look through a sort of a three um, session, uh, intensive sessions. Um, we look through somebody's turning points in life. We look through the caregiving story and then we just develop an action plan of helping somebody become uh, a mentor to the many walking the path of caregiving. And it's really up to the person who's going through the program of how they want to contribute out, um, what sort of platforms and services that they want to create for themselves. Oh, I have I a, love it. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, it's truly, uh, it's inspiring. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. It's, 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 you know, I feel like in this way, I'm, you know, somebody who's coaching in a way, in, in a lot of ways, but also a learner in a lot of ways too. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I'll hear often that people will come into this world of care management or geriatric care management or just really helping people navigate the system after going through a big experience being a caregiver and realizing, hey, there wasn't, I needed something along this path that wasn't there. And now I think I can provide this for other people. And it's just this wonderful, beautiful, noble cause. And what you're providing is that extra little help for them to to get there and say yes. You know, not only can I help you along the way, but if you wanted to do this for others in your community, I can help you get there too. And it's really neat. Yeah. So as, as we wrap up, I, I would love to hear a little more about your Instagram project. Sure. So originally before I launched the Caregiving Effect two years ago, I did a soft launch uh, to be able to share a bit more of who I was uh, and, and the mission that I wanted to, to bring about to the world. And I started the Instagram, the Caregiving Effect Instagram project, where I asked, again, it's focused on the caregiver experience. And so I asked family caregivers for a picture of themselves, usually outside, um, and a six-word story uh, really describing of how their experience has served them, one challenge, and then how that challenge has shaped them. And it was really an effort to um spotlight different stories. It was an effort to sort of shift the conversation from honor, continually honoring sort of the suffering, the pain that, that people can go through in the experience. But then also, I would say, and also uh, spotlighting how somebody has grown from the experience, how it shaped them as a person. And, uh, and yeah, and I continue to do that uh, on, on Instagram. I love it. So if people wanted to find you on Instagram, what should they search for? At Priya Sony. So it's uh, P-R-I-Y-A-S-O-N-I. Priya, thank you so much for your time today. This is such a, a big and important thank topic, so. and, and I appreciate you being here. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this mini episode in season two of the Home and Place podcast. You can find links to the items we discussed on the website, homeandplacepodcast.com. Please subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, rate and review the show. This really does help more people find the podcast. If you have show ideas, I would love to hear them. Reach out on my website or social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Home and Place. I'm your host, Nicole Kane. I'm the owner of Home and Place Project, a universal design consulting firm focused on social sustainability, residential new builds, and healthy aging. As an environmental gerontologist with a background in healthcare, I provide strategic insights to architects, interior designers, builders, urban planners, and national real estate programs, bringing extensive knowledge in customized home modifications and residential universal design. My work is based in solid research and guided by a deep appreciation for the power of place and importance of personal choice. To connect, collaborate, or just find out more about me and my work, visit my website, homeandplaceproject.com. Special thanks to the Audio Information Network of Colorado for broadcasting this episode to their radio listeners. Learn more about them at aincolorado.org. And finally, thank you to Delia of Northfield, Minnesota for composing and performing this original music. Take us home, Delia. Delia.